Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Where to Go. I'm James Atkinson, Brand Manager at DK Witness. And I'm Lucy Richards, Senior Editor at DK Witness. And welcome to Where to Go, our podcast where we get to escape to a different part of the world every two weeks. And today we are going to Berlin. Um, So uh, from the Brandenburg Gate to the TV Tower, Berlin boasts an incredible array of iconic sites as well as world-renowned nightlife, a trendy art scene, which has cemented its reputation as the European capital of cool. Uh, Beyond the centre, Berlin offers beautiful green spaces and idyllic lakes, which provide the perfect tonic to the excitement of the city. So joining us today is Germany and Berlin-based Kash Bhattacharya, aka The Budget Traveller, National Geographic Travel Blogger of the Year, author and all-round travel expert. Hi Kash. Hello. Hello James. Hello Lucy. Welcome. Hey. Greetings from Berlin. Oh, lovely. Thank you <laughs> so much Greetings from us. London. Um, uh, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us and uh, we're really looking forward to seeing, uh, hearing everything about Berlin and Germany. Yeah. I can't wait to show you all the magic of Berlin and Germany. Yes. So we'll kick off by finding out more about cash and then we'll talk through what Berlin is like normally pre-pandemic. And then after that, we'll hear about the impact of COVID-19 on the city. And we'll finish off with hearing about what the future holds for visitors to Berlin. For context, we're recording this in early April 2021, when Germany is currently experiencing a third wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. However, initial optimism stemming from the various COVID-19 vaccination programmes still abounds. And we personally hope that international travel may return at some point later this year. So with all of that kind of contextual information out of the way, uh, let's get on with the show. As we normally start things off, we're going to hear a little bit about what Berlin and Germany were like pre-pandemic and what makes them such compelling places to visit. So, um, Cash, as you're the budget traveller, what kind of places would you recommend to a first-timer who's visiting Berlin? Um, I uh, love Berlin because it is one of the most inexpensive, cheapest uh, cities in the the Western world. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though prices have changed a lot since I moved here almost uh, eight, nine years ago, uh, it's incredible. You can uh, a public transport ticket is one euro forty. A uh, a delicious uh, falafel roll. Uh, my favorite joint. Uh, it's two euros for for that, cool. and that fills you up. For, that fills you up for days. <laughs> uh, you can you can go drinking beer uh, for a euro euro fifty. Um, <laughs> that's the most essential things in life for me. You know, beer and cheap. <laughs> Cheap falafel rolls, that's quality of life for me. And, and um, yeah, it's a very accessible city. And um, I think that's one of the reasons why people love Berlin, uh, because it is a very open city and, mm. and you have so much to experience in terms of culture, in terms of gastronomy, in terms of uh, festivals, in terms of nature. 
uh, it's an incredibly beautiful city. Mm. Yeah, because I guess it's a, it, in some ways it's a city of like kind of contrast as well. You've got kind of a really cosmopolitan edge at, at, on the one side to, of the city and you've got kind of a, quite a sort of a growing kind of urban youth, youth culture vibe of the city too. And, um, you know, things are kind of changing and moving all the time in Berlin, right? That's one of the things you hit on the nail, which makes Berlin a fascinating city. It is a city that is constantly redefining itself. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why people love living in Berlin and why I love it is because there's always something new happening. And to understand Berlin is to, I think the best way to discover Berlin is discovering by neighborhood because mm. it is such a huge city. I think people underestimate how big it is. And um, for example, I live uh, in Prenzlauerberg, mm -hmm. which was formerly in the East and uh, was a place where it was quite poor. It was mm -hmm. working class. It was mainly artists who moved in here post reunification. It wasn't the, the, the cool place to be in Berlin. And now it is gentrified. It's full of what they call yummy mummies yeah. uh, <laughs> and um, lots of hipster coffee shops, cool places to eat and drink. Uh, but it's a very livable neighborhood and it has its lot of character. Mm. And um, one of my favorite things to do during the pandemic is uh, everything is closed, but you can explore Berlin through neighborhood to neighborhood. And I walk through and once you cross from one neighborhood to say, for example, you go to Mitte, mm -hmm. Mitte is, is beautiful. It's very polished. And then you go to somewhere like Neukollen and Neukollen is this multicultural jungle of melting pot of cultures and flavors and smells it's like you've stepped into turkey or maybe india or africa it's 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 such a diverse place and that's why i never tired living in this city that's so cool so it's almost like a different city area to area yeah it's it's like 10 cities piled into one and you can mm. and what i love about it is that you can discover the world in one city that's for me is what makes a great city is yeah. that you can yeah, especially nowadays when you can't travel, <laughs> I, can, I can experience Arabic cuisine. I can go and find Sudanese cuisine in one corner. And um, yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. That's really cool. So obviously, it's a very creative city. A lot of sort of you hit on a lot of artists choose to move to Berlin. Why do you think that is? Is it, is it in part because of that kind of mix of cultures? I think people love Berlin and I think I can speak on behalf of a lot of Berliners is that it is one of the most tolerant, open-minded cities you will find um, irrespective of your color, caste, sexuality. Mm. Um, uh, there are a lot of immigrants uh, who have made Berlin home. Mm. It is home to the largest population of Turkish people outside of Turkey. Mm -hmm. uh, so when people come to Berlin, they find a, 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 such a diverse mix of people. And initially people were attracted, people like me eight years ago, nine years ago, when it was extremely cheap to rent. Mm -hmm. I could rent uh, a room in a flat for 150, 200 euros a month, which after oh, wow. paying, paying, <laughs> after paying eight, 900 euros a month in Edinburgh, yeah. Uh, on on a on a poor on a freelancer's income, it was a m massive difference because mm, I had more money course. to do do stuff be yeah. which I couldn't do in Edinburgh. Uh, so for me, that was one of the reasons why I moved to Berlin. But unfortunately, the rents skyrocketed in the last few years. But that has now been brought under control with a new ruling from the government, where okay. they they are not allowed to inflate the the prices of of land and property. And it's being brought under control, which is welcome. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it is still incredibly affordable compared to, say, London. And mm. as much as I love London, I love Britain. For me, it was too expensive. And I didn't have any money left at the end of my my paycheck to go out and eat and drink. And for me, quality of life is being able to spend money to go out and eat places and do stuff. Quite and right. it kind of sounds with those like recommendations that you have and, and what you were talking about before that, you know, Berlin is a very economically affordable city to, mm. to eat and drink and enjoy yourself in too, right? Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing is that for me, those are the, the most important things is being be able to go out with your friends and not worry mm. about how much money you're going to spend on a night out, which I always used to have in, in Britain. Um, so um, we'll go into eating and drinking later. And I'll, <laughs> I shall reveal you all the secrets of Berlin. <laughs> 
Well, actually, why don't we why don't we do that now? I think I'd love to yeah, hear a I bit about um, about some of your best food and drink. Um, okay, falafel wraps. Uh, Cash is get, <laughs> oh, Cash is getting out a piece of paper. I've got the piece of paper. We, we know there's I'm, something I'm, serious I'm, I'm, coming I'm here. Rolling, I'm like... rolling out the, the secrets. My friends in Berlin will hate me for this, uh, <laughs> but um, I um, I arrived in Berlin four years ago. I've lived on and off here for seven eight years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I met a beautiful girl uh, on a a Tinder date, oh. uh, and um, she changed my life. And she. Uh, is from Germany and has lived in Berlin. So she showed me all the local culture. And on a traditional night out, as we know in Britain, we usually go to a bar, have a cocktail or two. But mm-hmm. in Berlin, people do, especially in, in, in the warmer months in summer, we go to a Speti. So a Speti is basically like your corner shop in Britain. Okay. And you can find beers from all parts of the world. You'll get Turkish beer, you get Polish beer, German beer, Czech beer. And you can get a bottle of beer from one euro. Uh, mm-hmm. So people drink Sterni a lot, which is a beer from Leipzig, which is uh, not far from Berlin. Yeah. Cool. And people yeah. will grab a Sterni. It's actually pretty decent beer for being so cheap. And you'll grab a couple of Sternis and you'll head to a park because that's what Berlin is about is parks. It has so many beautiful parks. And the tradition is you go with your mates, take your speakers, take your rug, drink a few beers, uh, and then people tend to kind of migrate towards a bar or a club later. That's how the night starts in Berlin. Are, are there any Sounds kind of like particular parks that you, you love to go to? Well, one of my uh, favorite parks is actually not far from where I live in Prenzlauerberg. It's called Mar Park. And okay. Mar Park is the place where once upon, once upon a time, the wall used to stand. Okay. Ah. And yeah. uh, they broke down the wall and they redeveloped this whole park into a place for meeting people. Mm. And it's oh. very popular on the weekend for a flea market. So mm. if you're in Berlin on the weekend, you've got to come to Mar Park, come to the flea market where we find all kinds of trash and <laughs> other, people's, all other people's gold. <laughs> You'll find lots of cool stuff made by local artists from Berlin. But also you'll find lots of musicians performing. So you have lots cool. of musicians performing. And then there's also the famous karaoke uh, event which takes place in this pit. Uh, James is smiling here because James has been to Berlin, so maybe he went to the karaoke. He's a huge I've, I've been he in the dead karaoke. of winter. There was no way I was singing outside. No. <laughs> it was colder than it is today. Oh, it's so bad because there's this Irish guy yeah. who's been doing a karaoke um, morning on Sunday in Mar Park for the last 20, 30 years, and it's like a tr- oh. big tradition in Berlin where. It's like a gladiatorial pit where people walk in and sing a song and people clap and it's just wow. Berlin at its best. It's so much fun. Have, have you ever got up to do a song? Have you? I have and, to admit and if that. So what? Um, if, if, if I, well, if I was going to sing karaoke, my karaoke song is a cheesy one. It's Robbie Williams' "Angels." Um, <laughs> Lovely, good power classic ballad. karaoke song. <laughs> yeah. It always works. It always gets people singing. <laughs> Yeah. If any of my friends are listening, they've unfortunately heard me murder that before. So <laughs> it's uh, not something I always care to. Next time in Berlin, James, it's a date. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Whether you want to get cultural on Museum Island, dance a night away in one of Berlin's world famous clubs, or spend an afternoon exploring the tranquil canals which crisscross the city, your DKI Witness Travel Guide to Berlin makes sure you experience all that Berlin has to offer. Find it in all good retailers or via the link in our episode bio now. Okay, so uh, so we, we've uh, we've gone to the park. Uh, we've we've done some karaoke. We've gone to the flea market. We've had a few few cans from the shop mm. um uh where to next where, where would you go from there so let, let's um talk a little bit about food mm, because yes, yeah yes. We're, we're all okay. mature adults here and we don't want to do the <laughs> eating is uh, cheating thing which i used to do in scotland um, um um i don't know about you you guys who are listening in but for me food is my number one reason for traveling mm. i explore through my stomach if the food yeah. ain't good I'm not going. If for me, um, that, that is what I love about Berlin is that there's great food, it's cheap, and there's a lot of variety. Mm. So I talked about the Turkish community being here. It's the biggest outside mm. of Turkey. There are more donor shops 
uh, donut kebab shops in Berlin than in Istanbul. Oh, so wow. it sounds weird coming all the way to Berlin to eat a donut kebab, but the donut kebab <laughs> here is better than your average 2 a.m., 3 a.m. donut kebab that you'll get back in Britain. It's yeah. really, really good quality meat. Uh, I prefer um, the, a veggie donut kebab made by uh, a company called Mustafa's. And it's okay. uh, in Kreuzberg, which is the kind of, uh, you could say, hipster central in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they do it with grilled veggies on a toasted pita bread uh, and yeah. crumbled with feta on top. And they put potatoes Great. in donut kebab. You're saying all and, the right things, Cash. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but potatoes <laughs> yeah. in, a, in bread is just like... Magic. Uh, magic. It's like, it's like almost like a chip buddy, but it's a Turkish, Turkish, Turkish variety. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so recommend Mustafa's. And also, if you're meat lovers listening in, uh, there's also a very nice uh, place called Izmir Koftisi. So Koftisi is like a meatball sandwich maybe you guys might have had one it's a really tasty turkish meatball sandwich so go to a place called izmir's in kotbosator and kotbosator in itself is an experience it's like a melting pot of food bad smells uh <laughs> lots of interesting musicians it's basically a, a, a real great place to stand and get a nerve pulse of berlin cool. and it uh, for me it's one of my favorite places to go and yeah you, you, it is a bit unnerving in the beginning but you get used to it. And people are, it's a safe city. Uh, that's the other mm. thing to assure your readers is that there are lots of characters. There's a lot of stuff happening, which might shock you. But <laughs> Berlin is always a safe place, uh, whether it's 5 a.m. in the morning or, or 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Mm. You will always uh, be safe. Because there is a, a, there is a kind of like twenty four hour culture in Berlin, right? Like, that, like people do kind of go all through the night, and lots of things are open twenty four hours, right? It it is a twenty four hour city. I recently went to New York, uh, and mm. I think uh, Lucy knows New York very well. I do. I believe she has written a book about. Correct. I've uh, edited the book. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. Very good, Cash. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was so disappointed about New York. New York, I thought, was a city that never sleeps. Mm. And at four a.m., all the clubs were closed, and it was ready to go mm. to ready ready to go home. Mm. Whereas Berlin is a city um, that really never sleeps. Yeah. And mm. I came to Berlin. I arrived properly in Berlin three years ago at the ripe old age of thirty-nine. And at 39, you think you've seen the world, you've drank at all the places and gone to all the worst dive bars and seen it all. And then you come to Berlin and then you just, you're, you're blown apart by the nightlife here because uh, it is a city that you, you, you go partying on a Friday evening and you come home on a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> so how does this work? Your, your readers, sorry, might want to know. Yep, yep. So... An average night in Berlin, you start off uh, with a couple of Späti beers in a park. Mm. Yep. And then you start thinking, okay, I'm going to grab a little bite to eat, maybe have a little donut kebab, maybe a falafel roll, something nice and light. Yep. And then you go to a bar. Um, and Kreuzberg is definitely one of the coolest and most fun districts of, of Berlin. And it is a melting pot of parks, bars, and mm. it's like a festival in the summer, when you're walking the streets, you feel like you're in a festival. And um, I go to a bar called, um, the bar you go to in Kreuzberg is Club de Visionaire. Okay. So Club de Visionaire is a bar built on the water. And it's okay. uh, basically like a half bar, half club. And uh, many people go there early in the evening when the sun is setting and people uh, seeing the sunset. And then it also functions as a club. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like a perfect pre-club venue where you can have a couple of cheapish drinks. And then you go on to the clubs and all around uh, Club de Visionaire, there's a couple of clubs like Chalet, which is a very famous uh, club uh, that many people who have been to Berlin will be familiar with. And uh, Bridget and Beer, which is another fantastic place mm -hmm. uh, where even last summer in the middle of a pandemic where things were much better here in Berlin, you could actually go outdoor clubbing uh, with your headphones I on this, or yeah. with your mask on and people, were, and people were outdoors and socially distant and enjoying the DJ. So it's another great club. And then you have the super clubs. You have, uh, obviously you've heard of Berghain, which is one of the most famous nightclubs in, in Berlin mm -hmm. and it is a form of power plant converted into 
a nightclub and uh, it is a scary and a very interesting place to go. Mm. Uh, part of the intimidation comes from the fact that most people get turned away. So their door policy is probably the most notorious door policy in the world. And uh, I've been turned away many times <laughs> before after queuing for three hours. Oh, oh no. And that's on a good day, three hours. Wow. Oh. But um, once you get to know the locals, a.k.a. my girlfriend and wife-to-be, she told me about the dress code. So I'd done it wrong all the time. I was wearing, like I'm wearing now, a T-shirt and a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all about your look. You've got to wear black. Black, black, black. Ah. Yes. I think I have actually heard this before. You need, like, black is a prerequisite to get in, right? That's a... Black is black is the color in Berlin. It's uh, it, it sounds desperately boring, and sometimes I still depress, dis, de- despair about how everybody in Berlin looks the same. Uh, but black is the color if you want to get in, and there's no, no wearing your colorful stuff when you're going out to Bergheim. Mm. You have to be almost kind of like um, one of the masses. Yeah, and and you also have to look kind of almost expressionless. You have this kind of expressionless face when you when you're looking at the bouncer and you just nod your head, don't show too much emotion, and do not speak English. This is where everybody screws oh. up. Everybody's like starts had had too many beers, <laughs> and finally, no uh, and I got in the f- the last time I tried to get in, I got in for the first time, and that was. And was it worth it? Was it worth that long wait that you had? Uh, Berghain is is a world, uh, a completely different world of its own. It's uh, a completely pitch dark when you go in and you, you, you dump your clothes and the sound first that hits you, it, the sound goes right through your body. It's right through you. It's, the bass is so intense, thumping bass. And there are places in Berghain, like there are corners where you go to where people are making out and... And let me leave it to your imagination. There are other things happening. Basically, anything goes in Bergheim. That's, their, that's the way this club works. But the, the most important thing is that all of them are out to have a good time. And mm. there's complete privacy. So when you go into a club, the first thing they'll do in Berlin is they'll put a sticker on top of your, your, your camera on your phone. So no pictures allowed. If you take your phone out, you're, 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 you're out of the club. Oh, and... Really. Um, and a lot of people are naked. Um, there are people of all shapes, sizes, uh, sexuality, and everybody's free to be themselves. And that is what I love about Berlin is that there's no judgment here. So it's almost, you know, you, 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 you have to queue for ages. You, you, get, you, um, you have to meet all these criteria to get in. But actually when you get in, you know, the rules come off a little bit. And, but you still feel very yeah. safe. Everyone's trusting. Everyone's. You still feel feel fairly safe. And so what you'll do, you'll you go clubbing in the main kind of cauldron, the part of of Berghain, and then you'll go to the Panorama Bar, which is more house, more lighter music. And then people might leave by Saturday afternoon. They'll get this stamp on their hand, and then they'll come back at Sunday morning at six a.m. back to Berghain again for another stint <laughs> after chilling in somebody's <laughs> house and. And drinking beers all night, they'll come back for another <laughs> go of clubbing, or they might go to Sisyphus, which is another cool club, which is really cool, mm. which I love. And in Sisyphus, you'll have a, there's even a sand pit and a beach bar and a pizza joint where you can eat <laughs> pizza if you get hungry, and there's coffee also. That's... So it's like a it's like a different universe, completely perfect, complete universe in itself, where you don't need every all your needs are met. Basically. Wow. That's a busy weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A long weekend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you, you know, one of one of the things that kind of comes to mind, um, we had a, a book that Lucy actually worked on a couple of years ago called Where to Go When, and it recommended going to, was it Berlin in July? It was, uh, yeah. For, for, for Pride. Pride. And actually, Pride is a huge, huge thing there, isn't it? It is incredible. It, I would recommend to everybody when this uh, pandemic has gone and we are free to travel again, um, Christopher Street Day Parade, I think, is probably the the one. Yeah. Mm. And I've been part of, I've been, and the the thing, it, it, in Pride, everybody goes out in Pride. Everybody in Berlin dresses up. Everybody gets covered in color, paint, uh, makeup, whatever you want. Everybody dresses up and, and has, it's the best day out in July. It's soaring temperatures. 
Bedbury's got their beer from their Shpeti and they're walking down the heart of Berlin. And one of the most epic stretches of the parade is when you're approaching the Brandenburg Gate, which is where Germany, uh, uh, the reunification, which is where Germany mm. was reborn as a, as a, as a nation. Mm. So you, you're approaching past the, the golden Lizzie, they called her. It's this beautiful golden angel sitting on top of a tower uh, right behind the Brandenburg Gate. It's one of the icons of Berlin, if... Any of your listeners have seen the movie Wings of Desire mm. by uh, a very famous uh, uh, di- director called Wim Wenders, yep. where the angel talks to each other. They're s- sitting and talking in, in front of the, 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 the gold elves, golden Lizzie angel, angel statue. So when you're going on this Christmas Street Day parade, you'll see the statue right in front of you and all the traffic is stopped. So everybody takes over the city and it's one big uh, love parade. Mm. It's, everybody's out enjoying, listening to techno and it's oh, it's incredible! It's so much fun. How how much do you kind of think that like the, um, you know the the inclusivity, the the love that people kind of, uh, show for for each other across Berlin is is, is in part from its uh, sort of complex history. Mm. Is it kind of related to the the fact that it was once a city divided, and you know people almost see it as a kind of as a haven now? It's a uh, yeah, I think uh, part of the beauty of living in Berlin is that it's Berlin is a city of pain. It's a city that has experienced a lot of uh, dark history. This was the yes. city of the Third Reich. This was the city where uh, the city was divided into two. And you still see those scars to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still stretches of the wall, uh, which can still be seen to this day. So when you come to the city, you can still see the wall in parts. It's all been kept there, so people are reminded of the very dark past the city has had. Mm. So this city has gone through a lot of pain to get to where it is today. It's a city of survivors, and that's why people love... Um, sorry, I'm choking up emotion here. I, even saying it, I, I, I love it because it, yeah. it, it's a city that doesn't judge. It's a city that accepts you for who you are, and, and, um, and, and it's not a perfect city. There's a lot of problems with Berlin, but I, I love it. It's... Uh, I couldn't imagine living in any other city in the world. And I think in terms of traveling, it's one of the most diverse, weird, wonderful cities in the world. And if you're weird and wonderful, it's your city. So returning back to present day, let's talk briefly about Berlin throughout the last year and how it's been impacted by um, the COVID-19 pandemic. So, Cash, obviously your work would have been affected massively during the past year. Um, as you know, you, you're known to be a traveller. So how have you coped with the travel restrictions? Um, it's been incredibly difficult mm. for, for me living here and for all Berliners because as you've discovered, a city, it's a city that values its freedom and its freedom of expression and uh, everything is, is closed. There are no clubs. There's no culture, which is something people love in Berlin. There is not much uh, in, in going in terms of events. You can't meet in public. So everybody's cooped up in their houses and waiting for the pandemic to end. And... Um, the, the one thing that luckily Berlin does have still, which is free and accessible, is nature. And yeah. um, we're very lucky because Berlin is on the doorstep uh, of this beautiful region called Brandenburg, mm-hmm. which is a city of lakes and forests. And in terms of comparison, I would compare it to, say, kind of the Lake District. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of nature and it's very easily accessible. Yeah, a public transport ticket uh, costs about two and a half, three euros, and you're in half an hour, forty-five minutes. You're right in 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 somewhere like Grunewald, which is pure nature, forest. Um, you can go and see an abandoned spy station called Teufelsberg, which is cool. uh, open at the moment. Cool. Uh, which used to be a U.S. Uh, spy base, and uh, you can visit that. Um, there's lots of things you can do. You can go to Spreewald and you can go on a canoe and go boating. It's this uh, uh, ancient network of rivers that date back to the prehistoric Jurassic Age. So there's a wealth of nature on our doorstep and people in Berlin love getting on their bike and getting into nature. And this has been, uh, I think, a, a, a saviour for us. And mm. um, in terms of my work, uh, it's been obviously very challenging because I... I 
I travel uh, for a living. I write about travel and in the absence of that, I have not been be able to make an income and it's been pretty challenging trying to uh, keep uh, both me and my partner to, to, to pay the bills and things. But luckily enough, um, I still have been able to do bits and pieces of freelance work writing for magazines. And I've also been doing other bits of work. I'm very passionate about the hostel industry uh, as the budget traveler. Yeah, yeah. It's been my lifelong mission to help people travel better on a budget. And hostels are a big part of of how I've traveled and seen the world. Mm -hmm. And the hostel industry has struggled, struggled a lot in this pandemic and and a lot of them have suffered or not been able to 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 support themselves. So I launched a project called Adopt a Hostel, which was an idea I had with a few friends to help raise money for hostels. And we managed to raise 100,000 euros through people who have stayed in their hostels. So that was Amazing. great. That's, congratulations, that's, that's so brilliant. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So. You know, that, that's the thing you got to do is you got to look after each other, take care. And, and I think uh, uh, I'm lucky in Berlin that I have lots of good friends who have kept me sane. Uh, and without them, I think uh, I would have <laughs> been in a pretty dark place. So mm. I think that's the good thing about the pandemic is that you've you recognize the value of loved ones and, and friends and how much they make a difference. Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and um, you kind of touched on it a little bit there, but obviously people haven't been traveling uh, at the minute. And um, But it's a kind of, do you feel, one thing that I've kind of noticed with the pandemic is that people have gone from, you know, at this time last year, like I'm definitely not traveling for now, like no, not even crossing my mind to so many people are like desperate to travel at the minute. And is, is that true in, in Berlin and Germany, is it? I think I think the one thing that tra why travel is such a loved uh, subject and topic and of discussion amongst all humans is that we all uh, feel the need to travel. It feeds our needs in different ways as humans, and mm. uh, to travel is to be human. Uh, I think we forget that uh, because sometimes travel has been cast as this bad thing uh, by. Uh, politicians and and places that you know people feel guilty about the need or desire to travel and travel fulfills us in so many ways from our curiosity to our our need to understand cultures to educate ourselves and to understand ourselves ourselves better because I think through traveling I have learned more about myself and become a better person because of travel and I think we should never forget that that whenever we can travel whether it's going to somewhere on your doorstep like Brandenburg or you want to travel somewhere a little bit further away, is it important to to not feel guilty and to feel that is something that is important for you and and uh, and yeah and that that's that's freedom also because travel is freedom. Yeah. And I think that's what has been difficult for all of us is that we've had no freedom to to yeah. go places or do things. So absolutely. I think it is one of those things that really it really kind of uh you know, opens your eyes to new, uh, to new places. It kind of satisfies a need for difference and variation and, and so on. And um, something that kind of crossed my mind just now is that obviously you kind of, uh, you do a lot of work with the hostel industry. You talk about like kind of traveling on a budget and traveling differently. And actually, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of people will have have not traveled for so long that they will want to do things differently whether that's try, trying to travel more environmentally friendly um uh travel to new and different places go out of their comfort zones and so on um have you kind of had uh you know people coming to you talking about hostels and and trying to and and how they can have their first experience with that or I, I, I talk every day with people who, who are dreaming about traveling and are waiting to travel once the, the situation is good to travel. So I'm always giving people tips and advice of of hostels um, because hostels are like, um, they're like the, the, the beginner m module of travel. Like if you want to go into university of, of, of travel yeah. and studying how to travel, that's your, that's the basic without hostels, the travel is, is expensive and inaccessible. But the most important thing that you get in hostels is you meet people. Mm. So for example, when people come to Berlin and a lot of people are wanting to come to Berlin in the next few months, I, I recommend them a place called the circus hostel. And the reason why I love the circus is because it is in a great place called Rosenthaler Platz, which is right in the heart of Mitte, which is middle of Berlin. Uh, 
And um, it's it got a, the, the, the staff there welcome you as they will want to be welcomed when they go on holiday. So they really take care of you. It's like being, in a, being part of a big family. Yeah. And they have a great bar, which I have, uh, you seem to be, I seem to be casting myself as an alcoholic here, <laughs> but, but a good bar is important, right? Yeah, That's where you're yeah, going to yeah, meet people. Yes. And, they, and, and they brew their own beer on premises. Cool. They have their own microbrewery in the basement of the hostel. That's so cool. But the best thing about this hostel, which I love about them, is that they created a museum dedicated to David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Now, this is something you must learn and, and not be prepared to be shocked when you come to Berlin and Germany. Germans love David Hasselhoff. He's like God here. <laughs> we don't know why. It's because maybe he had, he had a role in the fall of the wall, yeah, so yeah. he claims. It's not David Bowie. It was him. He's, he sung on the wall, right? Yeah. He sang on the wall. Yeah, if yeah. you look at the video, if you go on YouTube, you'll see... This projectile missile that almost missed his head when he was on this crane in his in his jacket that kind of started lights up with lighter bulbs on his jacket. It's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Essential watching before coming to Berlin. Uh, Hasselhoff singing "Freedom" on the Berlin Wall, uh, and um, it, so there is a there is a wall there in the museum with his face and his actual chest hair. There is uh, there is a shrine to the half. Where he's looking with those deep, intense eyes, looking at you like, are you intimidated by me? Are you in love with me now? Look at me, look at me. It's, it's incredible, this, this picture. And there's Kit. There's him talking on his phone, talking to Kit and his the actual Knight Rider model. There's the Baywatch memorabilia. There's everything there. It's a, it's a, it's a piss take of a muse- museum, but it's still hilarious. It's just... For me, it's like the most essential thing you have to see yeah. when you come to Berlin. I agree. Oh, that's the first place I'm going to go when I land. <laughs> Pay your respects to the half. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So hopefully things will start to get better over the next few months. So let's start discussing what Berlin might be like in a post-pandemic world. Touch word, fingers crossed. Uh, so Berlin has been a popular city break for, for years now, but what do you think might have changed for visitors since the start of the pandemic? I think um, when people come back to Berlin post-pandemic, it will be pretty much more of the same. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, it's a very cultural city, as I mentioned. There are over 170 museums to discover, uh, but the newest and hottest ticket in town will be the Humboldt Forum, which okay. used to be formerly a grand palace that was destroyed uh, during the war, and that's now been completely rebuilt after years and years of it being a bomb site and people wondering when, when is the palace going to be built. So it's now been rebuilt and it's now a, a beautiful architectural icon in the Berlin landscape, and it's right on Unter der Linden, which is the main mm. thoroughfare that leads straight to the Brandenburg Gate. So it's right in the heart of Berlin. Mm. And there will be a new Islamic Museum of Art there, which is uh, people are very excited about. That's cool, yeah. And cool. from also uh, the Humboldt Forum, if you're a keen Instagrammer and photographer, you'll see also there's some very amazing dreamy shots of that famous tower, uh, the Fernsehturm, the TV tower, which is yeah. kind of like the icon of Berlin, which you see wherever you are walking in Berlin, even at night, it's glowing in the darkness, like some sort of... Uh, UFO from outer space. It's kind of magical. So, so you'll see that rightly aligned with the the new forum. So it's a it's a great place to walk around even in, in this current moment. So 
keep you an eye out for that. And cool. keeping with the weird and wonderful theme, also, if there's any Bud Spencer fans here, there is a museum being de- dedicated to the, the Italian actor Bud Spencer, who's been in a number of spaghetti westerns. Okay. Uh, and they're dedicating a museum to him on Unter den Linden and building a statue there. So, so add that to your weird and wonderful list of things to do in Berlin. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like kind of things have been growing in Berlin. Um, have, have things like unfortunately closed or is, is there kind of, uh, you know, has the German government been quite good in terms of support? And Yeah, the, the, good, the good thing is that when it comes to culture, it's it, in, in Germany really um, has places a very high value on culture. So yep. uh, even in, during a pandemic, now with the rate of afflictions slightly lower than normal, uh, museums are open on... Uh, you have to book in in advance and you can go on, go to a museum. So when I was in Potsdam, I went to uh, one of the museums there uh, and um, and checked out that their wonderful collection of Impressionist art. Um, my, the, the name, the Barberini, sorry. Yes, mm-hmm. the Barberini, one of the uh, one of the biggest collections of Monet paintings outside of Paris. Highly recommend it if you're in Potsdam. So, cool. so yeah, I just pre-booked it online a week before and... And I could go into the museum, so which is great. It's uh, uh, these are the experiences that you can't buy, especially during a pandemic. So, yeah, it's fantastic. What about events, though? I mean, we we hit on Pride earlier. Do you think that events are there any sort of events planned for the next year, or are things on hold? I think events are on hold. Um, mm. There is, for example, if you love techno, uh, there is a huge. Very famous event called Fusion Festival, which is like, uh, uh, I have tickets to Fusion. It's been cancelled last year. And they are planning to, um, you know, everybody has to get a PCR test before they arrive. And then they will Mm -hmm. get tested again when they reach the site. They've come up with this perfect health concept, which will ensure that most most all people going there will be will be safe and free and it's, it attracts over 40,000 people so they've presented that concept and hopefully it will go ahead uh but we're still i think some time away before we'll start seeing festivals and events happening sure uh but uh, wait and see and watch the space yeah fingers crossed and um so like yeah i think i think like kind of looking forward and say if i was kind of like optimistically uh planning a trip for uh to berlin maybe in in the next year or so um uh when would be the best time to visit obviously kind of outside outside of the world of covid and yeah yeah there's this thing we call berlin summer it is yeah. a, a phenomenon that you should never miss in life uh berlin summer is a feeling it's a it's a moment it's a time when everything in Berlin is magnificent. Uh, it's a festival every day, every night. Uh, people on the streets drinking beer, um, whether you're in a park. Um, I didn't mention about Tempelhof, which is this uh, former U.S. Army air base, which has now been converted into a park. Mm. So everybody in the evening on a beautiful day goes to Tempelhof with their beers. People go roller skate blading. People go with their bikes. Uh, and listening to music and watching the sunset from Tempelhof. So you have to come uh, in, in summer because that's when this city bursts to life. And uh, as we mentioned, it's a 24-hour city, uh, 24-7 city and in the summer. And whenever you want to go to bed and, and, and take a break, you could take a break. But whenever you wake up, there's something happening and it's uh, incredible. So, yes, summer. As, as I kind of mentioned before, I've never actually been to Berlin during the summer. I've only ever been <laughs> when it's usually cold and dark. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so I really need to do that at some point. But uh, I have a friend, um, uh, Amory, if you're listening, uh, um, who uh, like goes in, into Berlin uh, every a couple of times a year. She, her parents live there now and stuff. And she has told me about Berlin's beaches. And Berlin actually has like beaches that kind of open up along the river in the summer. Is that true? Is that, that is true. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, see, there's there's so many things about Berlin. Um, so Berlin has this beautiful river called the Spree, and it runs right through the heart of the city. And uh, um, the Museum Island District, so mm. the five big museums um, mm. that you must check out when you're in Berlin. You have the 
the Neues Museum, where you can see the bust of Neferotiti. I don't know if I pronounced it correctly. Yeah, yeah. You can see in the Altus Museum, you can see Monet's, Kadinsky's, Picasso's. You have the Pergamon Altar in the Pergamon Museum, which was brought all the way from Turkey by the Germans. Uh, you have the Gate of Ishtar, which was the gate to Babylon. So you can see that all perfectly preserved. And then after you go to the Museum Island, you can sit by the Spey River uh, on a beach which has been constructed uh, with music and watch the boats of local merry Berliners getting absolutely wasted <laughs> on the river <laughs> and all going, Whoa! and they're all drinking and cheering you every two minutes. So get ready to wave your arms as, as 20 million times during the day while you're sitting there by the, by the river. But you can dip your feet into the sand and, and watch the world go by and meet Berlin. So yeah, oh, that's another right. great place. Wow, that sounds that sounds amazing because it does get like really really hot in the in the summer, doesn't it? It kind of gets really cold in the winter, really hot in the summer. Yeah, dr- hot hot dry summers and cold winters. That's the climate here in Berlin, and also if you're going a little south towards Saxony, towards Leipzig, mm. Dresden. Um, yeah, that's the climate here. So yeah, you can expect very very hot summers. So you have to keep hydrated at all times. Uh, it sounds brilliant. We're definitely. Going in the summer or in March to see yes, see the Hof. David Hasselhoff's <laughs> and Cash's birthday. And just very, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just come and, and live just, here. This will be easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It all, is very tempting, I must say. Absolutely. I think, yeah. Um, uh, but just while we have you, Cash, as well, obviously you do do the budget, budget traveller and kind of go around about everywhere. Um, just wanted to see if there's anywhere else in Germany that you would kind of recommend if there's one other place in Germany that you would recommend going to what would it be I would say Leipzig um, yeah Leipzig is a a city which is about uh, an hour and 50 minutes by train from Berlin mm. it's in the state of Saxony which is uh, south of Berlin and uh, it is the most creative city of in in Germany at the moment So if you want, a lot of people will hate me for saying this, but if you wanted to see what Berlin was like 10 years ago, that's Leipzig. Leipzig is much smaller than Berlin, but it has a great passion for for creative arts. It has Mm. um, some incredible techno clubs also. Um, And um, it has a lot of abandoned uh, mills. Uh, mm-hmm. So from cotton mills to wallpaper factories that have been all been converted into artist studios. So you can go and visit these artist studios and then there's certain times of the year you, there's, they open the studios out where you can go meet the artists, have a beer, listen to music on the rooftop of the factory and it's just an incredible weekend of music, culture. So that's incredible. Uh, the food scene is also incredibly good and it's much cheaper because um, a lot of people who lived in Berlin couldn't afford the rents anymore and all those creators are now shifted south to Leipzig uh, and um, it's got a really nice culture and really very welcoming city and the first city I actually went to after uh, when the when when the when the kind of restrictions lifted last year was Leipzig and I had an incredible weekend there so yeah I would thoroughly recommend Leipzig it's it's a great city and also oh, the city great. of music Bach is from Leipzig. Mendelssohn is oh, from, really? from, oh, that's from, really from, cool. from Leipzig. So, and also Boris Becker mm. is from Leipzig for tennis <laughs> lovers. In. Bringing in the, the 80s heroes again. So just uh, just before you go, Cash, um, uh, just wanted to kind of ask about some uh, your blog and uh, the future of that and, and, and some of your future projects too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, well, my blog is called thebudgettraveler.org mm-hmm. and um, I'm working on a few new ideas. I have a passion for hostels, so I'm working on a revised edition of my book, The Grand Hostels, Luxury Hostels of the World. So mm-hmm. if any of you are curious uh, about this new world of design hostels, have a look at the book and uh, drop me a line on the blog. And yeah, I'm hoping to travel to Serbia this summer. Cool. That's been planned. And beyond that, it's a mystery. So we'll see what happens this summer. But yeah. Fantastic. Well, definitely go and check out The Budget Traveller. It's a brilliant blog. Lots to go and see there. Lots of inspiration as well for when we can travel again too. Absolutely. So yeah, do enjoy that. (laughs) 
So a huge thank you once again to Cash. That was brilliant. Uh, yeah. Another one on your list, Lucy. That's it. David Hasselhoff. I'm David coming Hasselhoff for. Museum. <laughs> Summer <laughs> beaches. Museum Island. Let's do it. Let's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, huge thank you to Cash, uh, um, and do make sure to check out uh, the Budget Traveller. Yes. Um, and you can join us next time, where we'll actually be uh, uh, a little bit, a little bit different, Lucy. We're yes. going to be uh, celebrating the art of cycling. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which is kind of marking the release of our new book, Ride Cycle the World. So we're actually going to talk to a few of the of the team behind that book, um, uh, some of the authors, a few of the editors as well find out some of their favorite cycle rides so you can find that episode uh in a fortnight and um yeah we'll look forward to seeing you then uh so thanks very much to lucy uh thanks Thanks. once again to cash and thank you to you james and see you guys very soon where to go was produced by the team at dk witness and the wonderful julia baker it was presented by james atkinson and lucy richards for more information about dk witness follow us on social media at dk witness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.